Hello there, and welcome to the Roots of Networking podcast brought to you by Hamilton Barnes. Here at Hamilton Barnes, we're a specialist recruitment consultancy in the technology space, covering everything from enterprise networking, telecoms, security, fiber, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roots of Networking Security Vendor spin-off. I'm Harry Bailey. I'm a network consultant here at Hamilton Barnes. Today, I'd like to welcome a special guest, Adonis. He's a systems engineer over at Fortinet. Adonis has a long and very interesting career in the security space and has a very impressive number of certifications under his belt as well. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about his journey within the space. To start things off, Adonis, would you, how did you get into your current career as the systems engineer at Fortinet? Sure. So that's a good question. And thanks for having me on the podcast. Getting to be a systems engineer just happened to have popped up online and an acquaintance of mine had recommended that I applied for it. So we had worked in the past and I just applied and I was able to jump in the role. Okay. So you got in through almost like a referral in a way. It it was a very competitive interview process. I was up against the two others from the, what the hiring manager told me, two other individuals who qualified fairly well. What gave me a little boost is obviously how I tell people it's your network. I knew a lot of the team members and they and they knew a little bit about me, which helped me from a personality standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's cool. And then what do you believe was the best route to get into the industry? Obviously, been in the industry now for a fair amount of years and obviously the way you got into, so it's not going to be the way that everyone gets into. But what do you think is the best route? Into cybersecurity specifically or just any career? We'll go cybersecurity. I actually started in IT picking up parts from the street. So in in the neighborhood where I lived at, I was putting stuff together or breaking toys apart. I always had this inclination for solving problems or figuring out how stuff worked. The middle school that I was attending had a student assistant program. I was always fascinated by the computer, the computer tech on site, you know, fixing computers. And I go, hey, can I help you? Is that is there like a possibility I could be like an assistant instead of being a teacher assistant? Can I be the, the tech assistant? And so from there, it kind of speared-headed my career choice into, hey, you know what? This is something I really like to do. I like to manage a network. And this is what I tell folks that are doing IT now that are branching into cyber. So I'll start with someone in IT wanting to go into cyber. It's a much easier transition than someone who who doesn't. My transition to cyber was an internship, actually, 10 years down the line, already being in IT for such a very long time. I basically started, I took one step back pay-wise to accelerate my career into cyber 2x and that's where i'm at today yeah that's interesting it's very interesting would would you recommend that to people so that would be a recommendation to start in it and then obviously go into the cyber through that having a good understanding and not necessarily as a network admin or system admin that's just one avenue the thing about it folks have folks out there that are listening that may or may not understand is it's almost like being a doctor, right? You have your generalist and then you have your specialist. So it, with regards to the a career in cyber, one has to understand and accept that there is many forms of cyber, right? There's security in, in different areas. You have the development aspect of cybersecurity. You have the network admin aspect of cybersecurity system admin and whatnot, you could be a generalist like I was at one point when I transitioned. I was a PCI auditor as an example, very high level generalist just across looking at processes. But my focus in penetration testing was actually system and network administration because it aligned with my background. So my background being a system and network admin, I obviously had an upper hand versus someone who didn't have that same experience. Going back to your original question, 
is the, the recommendation to start in some type of career like that, or maybe being a developer, it helps because it mm -hmm. gives you an upper hand against someone who isn't in the field. You know the product a lot more, but it's not the the end all. Yeah. There's it, there's there's a lot of programs out there that I tell folks there's to start internships. Look at an internship. Yeah. Another tip that I tell folks is you know what, go in it for free, volunteer. There are a lot of programs that can help other companies or small businesses ensure that they're protected. The obstacle is at the end of the day is yourself and how much you're willing to sacrifice to break into that field. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. No, cool. I like, I like the answer. So what what have, obviously you've been in the career for a while now, as, as we've already stated, what's, what's been the biggest technological advancement you've seen to, to date? I would say it's been the smartphone. It's it's allowed us to, huh, <laughs> it depends how you look at it, a good or a bad thing, but we're so hyper-connected now that we don't know any other way but to just reply, right? To instantly, to get some type of instant gratification of either information or reply versus back when I was, and even the older generation, right? When I was growing up, I actually had an encyclopedia set. So I remember mm -hmm. having to go somewhere to get information, which was either the library or school where they only had computers, right? I didn't, when right. I started off in IT, I had a small computer someone gave me in parts and I kind of put it together, but I didn't have access to the internet, right? Access to this instant information that kids now have just by, you know, grabbing a, a mobile device. So that's, that's the biggest technological advancement I feel, at least in my career to date, is the smartphone. Yeah. Okay. And does that... Has that impacted the way you operate on a day-to-day -day basis? Of course, like I mentioned, you know, the hyper-communication, being able to respond yeah. immediately. You get a phone call, you can be anywhere in the world, in a closet, you know, working on a on a technology. Yeah. You can have that. You need, if you need a hot, if you're in a bind of a hotspot, you need to go into a system and kind of remediate some type of cybersecurity threat. You have that ability. And also the, yeah. the access to information. Hey, if you're not yeah. unsure about something, we have an abundance of search engines or platforms that we could just go to and get those answers. Yeah, very, 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 very good point. And then for the people out there that are trying to break into the industry, and obviously you can Google as much as you want, but would you be able to explain what a day-to-day -day like is for you as a systems engineer at Fortinet? With my current career, I'm I'm happy to, you know, I've been very blessed that I have all those options. A day-to-day -day for me as a systems engineer, and I would say for most system engineer is, being able to help customers, providing solutions for these customers. What's, what's your favorite piece of software or technology that you've worked with recently? I would say any type of remote desktop software has been my favorite. That's my tool day to day. Work-wise, yeah. my mobile device. Laptop has just been amazing. Tablets almost replacing the, the desktop world. So I've been able to do a lot with any tablet. And then... Uh, just in it, fast internet connection. Enjoying the conversation so far? Interested in following a similar career path? Why don't you take a look at our jobs page where you'll find your next opportunity. Head to www.hamilton-barnes.com forward slash jobs. What advice would you give to your 16 year old self? It would be to learn a programming language. Okay. What programming language and why? I would have to say either Java, C++, C Sharp, you know, one of just a language. Okay. Is there any particular reason for learning a program language? When I started Network Admin, there was a lot of things that I scripted. So I, 
I think back and if I would have known some type of programming language, I would have probably started compiling a lot of applications to make my day to day a whole lot easier, both in the network admin space and obviously in cybersecurity space. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then a um, lot of automation and, and, and multiplying myself, right? At the end of the yeah. day, you know, solving a problem, how can I solve it most efficiently? Development is the answer, at least in our space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. And then if you could put yourself into my shoes, what question would you ask yourself today that I haven't covered? See, that one I don't know. I don't know what is I it, would ask myself if I was yeah. in your shoes. <laughs> is, there, is there any pressing matter that you think you think about a lot or that you see in the news a lot or that you talk to your colleagues about a lot? So whenever I hear about a breach, I feel that we could do a better job at one or two areas. Understanding that defense in depth is still a thing, right? How do we make it harder for the attacker to break in? And there is no reason why. And then the other side is on a personal level, everyone should have some form of MFA applied to everything. Some right. type of multi-factor, passwordless, embracing passwordless, and not reusing the same password in different websites, and having some form of security awareness. There's a lot of free platforms out there for individuals, and I encourage everyone to seek that. Mm-hmm. And also, if you know something about cybersecurity or how to protect you know yourself or you know something share it with a friend share it with a family member hey help help them you know review their 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 cyber hygiene yeah okay yeah no i agree and then what was so we're gonna do some quick fire questions now you can expand in terms so don't feel like you have to answer them quickly but yeah just just run with it so what was your first computer so unofficially it was some scraps on a so here in, in, in Miami, we use these like white tables with like these pla- they're plastic white tables are circular and it was something that you use in the yard. So that was right. my first computer was just scraps on a this table. So imagine the power supply sitting on the table with some wires running to a motherboard and some other wires running to a hard drive. Installing Windows NT 4.0 using, you know, I had a little CD-ROM drive at that time. They actually had CD-ROMs and I installed it from there. Yeah. Okay. And then That's officially cool. was... So then later on, when I was able to get a a real computer, my first computer was a Compaq running Windows 98 SE. And what's funny for my 15th birthday, guess what? So here, Latins are very much about loquinces, which is when you turn 15, the the Americans usually have like sweet 16. So my parents were like, hey, you're 15 years old. What do you want? I go, a CD burner. (laughs) I remember having one of them as well. (laughs) That was, that's what I wanted, CD burner. (laughs) <laughs> well what did you put on it yeah well i mean what did all all kids so this was when uh, the rave of napster yeah you know <laughs> you had napster coming and so everybody was you know at, at 15 you kind of at least had were able to like listen to music and do your own thing mm. or, or ride along with family members could you imagine kids nowadays or those that <laughs> didn't have or those that are so used to spotify or or any Apple Music, or any mm. Pandora, whatever whatever app you're using for streaming music. Imagine have they had to wait 30 minutes to download a three-minute song. And potentially get a virus as well. <laughs> mm, but remember 100%. those, if, if for those listeners on there, there was a time, and for those that never lived that, 56K, we struggled. You had to, you know, you bought music, you had to wait for it to download. It normally took a three-meg file, it normally took about, 15 to 30 minutes right to download and then once you were done you had to transfer that to 
the some type of music play. So it was CDs, and then it came music players, mm. right? There was the iPods. And now <laughs> fast forward to now, again, smartphone. Yeah. The capability of the smartphone of you being able to have instant gratification. I want this now. I want to share this now. You didn't mm. have to wait till you got home. Back in the days, we had to wait. There was a voicemail. You had you went home, and somebody had to leave you a message at your house, your landline, to hear the message. Sorry for 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 escalating out from no, my first okay. computer. I totally went off into another <laughs> dimension. No, that's okay. That's that's the whole point. A bit more of an interview question now. So, what if you could describe yourself using three words? What would it be? The three words that I'm going to use are not from my own head. They're from repeated. Yeah. Words that I hear others use to describe me. So the three words I normally hear from others who describe me is humble, selfless, and... Okay. It says a lot about yourself. Yeah. So I, I, I try. So I won the... I can describe each one if 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 you want. Why they yeah, use feel those free. words. Feel free. Sure, so, so humble because very early on in my career, I think I had... Um, I learned from experience, right? My dad always tells me, hey, don't hit, you know, and he's a, he's a Cuban, so they're yeah. very hardcore. And so one of the things he would tell me is like, hey, you, should, you know, I'm not going to live forever. You got you got to learn, right? Or or he would tell me like, you're someone to golpe, right? You learn from your mistakes. Right. And so, you know, there was only one uh, bridge that I kind of, of burned that taught me to be a little bit more humble was somebody had told me once, hey, you know, when you interview, you're a little cocky. <laughs> and so, you know, I, it kind of got me and I was like, you know what, that may have been from experience. So that kind of reversed it where now uh, ever since then, this is with my younger years, right? So some, so what I tell folks is I go, it's okay to fail, right? So this yeah. was my 17 year old me thinking I'm ruling the world like every other 17 year old and someone actually having the the, 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 the transparency to say, hey, you got to tone it down a little bit. Don't act right. like the world owns you anything. And so from that point forward, you know, I was I was, again, blessed enough to have people along my path and also the know how to listen to say, hey, you know what? I got to adjust and that I a, a moment of reflection. Yeah, the selfless. My dad is like that as well where if ever someone needs a hand, it, you know, you go out and you help them, right? When there was people stuck in the road, I remember, you know, driving up, driving with my dad, and he would see someone changing a tire that got stuck or something, that he would stop and help them out. Right. So that roots from there. Anytime I have the opportunity to connect someone or help someone, if, if, they're, if they ask me and they're straightforward and they don't sugarcoat it, I'm more than happy to, you know, take off my, my shirt for, for a neighbor. Hence, back right. to why I encourage that, we do a better job helping one another. It's always good to help one another. And when you can teach somebody else to fish, that's also very rewarding because it all, it means that you become a, you've become a master or an expert in that particular field, right? Right, yeah. Teaching them correctly, don't teach them incorrectly. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last but not least, the extroverted part has actually encompasses some of the first questions you asked about, hey, how did you become a system engineer? And so in our space, in order to walk go into a sales organization role or someone that is a consultant or able to talk to people you have the what most of us consider in the industry unicorns right. a, a, te a technolo uh, technological person who's actually approachable and personable so <laughs> they say hey you know you're very you're a rare breed because you're able to talk to people you're not shy 
And I go, well, if I would have been a developer, that would have probably changed. But for the most part, most the stigma is that most, you know, help desk or technology folks are introverted. And believe it or not, that's not the case. I've met others like myself. So those are those are the three words that I normally hear when someone describes me to someone else or they let me know like, hey, you know, you're kind of like this. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's good. They're they're very, very, very positive, good words, and obviously the fact that they've come from other people as well, as, as I've said previously, it obviously resonates with what your peers think of yourself. So it's good. It's really important. I'm an avid caffeine drinker myself. How much caffeine would you say you consume a day? So here, being from a Latin descent, we have what's called a Cuban cafecito, and if you want to insert what a picture of a Cuban cafecito looks like, you're more than welcome to. Believe it or not, it's only 50 milligrams a day, but there are these really small cups, and I wish I would have brought one because I, I know that these questions were coming, but there's these little white cups, and you literally take like a, you know, you kind of take it like a shot or, uh, well, like a wow. sip, right? And that's your 50. Yeah. The other thing is, which which I have in this cup is, or everyone else knows that as a latte, uh, wow. just milk and that same espresso, a little bit of it. So probably like eh, a little bit over, probably a, a hundred milligrams, I would say because it's about four of those little cups, right? Right. So food for thought, if you ever come to Miami or anybody that comes, ask for a, what's called a colada, which is meant to be shared. And it comes in a, it comes in a, a cup about the size of my, my fist, and they'll give you like five little cups. And the idea is, is the equivalent to a water cooler conversation. You buy this little cup, you share with your, your, your colleagues or your friends, and you have like this little, you know, sip of espresso, which is highly sugared as well. Yeah, that's really cool, actually. I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah, okay. And then when you were younger, obviously, I don't know if you've always had the dream of getting into IT. Obviously, we have previously spoke about it, but did you have any other careers that you had a dream of when you were a kid? Of course. I think I think we all did, right? Which <laughs> leads us to where, which kind of dictates where we go and what more or less it, our, how our brain works. So when right. I was very little, I was into trains. So at one point, I thought that I wanted to be a train conductor. Always fascinated okay. by you know driving a train it then as i grew up and i started you know tinkering with technology i go hey you know what i can be an inventor and uh, funny story so a lot of times as a kid which you, I, I, obviously i didn't you know my parents worked so there wasn't really like someone i could go to like hey i have this idea how do i make this a reality like we do now in this how easy it is for us to just post an idea we have so much access to, you know, pat, to easily patent something. I didn't have that when I was growing up. So if yeah. you remember wireless speakers, I actually had done that with a two-way radio. So wireless speakers didn't exist, but I had the idea for it with two-way radios. I remember having the two-way radio as a kid and I would break and I would say I would leave one and talk and I would have the other two like speakers and that was wireless radio, mm -hmm. wireless speakers. And so a few years down the line, I guess done. This is the inventor phase, right? Because I still got one more. The other one was, it, there was like two other inventions that I thought of when I was little that I then later, like down the year ago, man, I had that idea a few years ago. Someone comes to tell me later on that, and I don't know if this is true or not, but that folks with that type of mindset feed into like this energy, like there's a, again, wow. this is, I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fascinating here that there's like this cloud of ideas and folks that that are inventors or have this mindset kind of pick on it and you just happen to pick up that what they told me right that you happen to pick on it first you had okay. the idea but you didn't have the ability to make it into fruition 
versus someone else who may have had it. They patent and they have this whole research department. In. And then last but not least, believe it or not, I'm inside T because my math is not the greatest. Great at geometry. Right. Math, I just struggled a lot more. Could I do it? Yeah. But I, like, I would have to do, I remember having to do extra extra problems in a math book in in college and university just to get to, so it would program in my head, like, you know, register, commit to ROM, basically. Right, yeah. With, I wanted to be an engineer, right? I went to university, to college. My designated major was co-engineering. Now, when I saw oh, the God. math, I was like, there's no way <laughs> I'm going to struggle. And so I was worried the, the the reason I didn't keep that journey was I, I understood myself. I accepted with myself, hey, how much am I willing to work with this, right? So those were decisions I had to make. How much am I willing to sacrifice for this? Because I already knew how much I had to sacrifice for it. And then I was also working. I go, this, this, the requirement here is too much for the return, at least at the time. Right. Because I was working in IT. I was making okay money. So I really didn't see. I go, man, electrical engineering, what does that path kind of look like? I wanted to work for NASA or Lockheed Martin. And yeah. but I soon, you know, with my first two classes in college of math and realizing how much work I had to put in, I go, I'm gonna figure out something else. And so I ended up, I went from electrical engineering, computer engineering, these are defined majors, to to business administration. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. So I did my yeah, so that those were the three dream. You know, I know you asked for one, but there was actually three of them. No, that's cool. And then going back to the inventor side of things, is there anything that obviously you don't have to reveal it just in case someone steals it? But <laughs> is anything that you thought of recently that you you've been working on? Not really. I I want to say that when we're when we're younger or we have an abundance of time, right? right. That we're not leveraging for focusing on other things. Your mind kind of free falls or or it has the ability to to think create more creatively right your creative juices so but recently it hasn't been you know my time is either taken up by my role as a system engineer or my kid right my family right. so I, yeah. I got a, a little one running around and so that's how i put my time right and then obviously you know friends and my downtime is that right so i already yeah. got enough going on as a system engineer which also requires a bit of continuous learning I also got to keep continuous learning for my certifications, right. it, which kind of go hand in hand. And so, but I will keep you, po you if I do invent something, you will find yeah, out because it will be, it will be patent. <laughs> yeah, please do. And then last but not least, Apple or Android. Oh man, this one's going <laughs> to rock your roll, roll and it may either upset or make others happy. I was a very hardcore Android user for a very long time. <laughs> if we look at my smartphone journey, started with Motorola. For those that remember the little Motor Razor or the and the flip phones. Yeah. It, my first smartphone, smartphone would have been BlackBerry. I love that thing. That thing mm -hmm. was amazing. And then it's not that difficult, I think, for a BlackBerry user to go into Android. So Android was kind of, you know, was was starting up, and I, that was about the time that you had the Apple Android war. war. For me, Android was my go-to at the beginning because I was able to do a lot more with it. Jailbreak, again, it's a, techno it's yeah. a technical person, rooting your phone, rooting your devices, XDA developers. So I sat on that. Like I was just fascinated by what I could do by it. Mm. And so for so many years, so this fast forward to today, and just recently, so I would say 
probably a year ago, made a hardcore, if you've seen that meme, right? So here's an opportunity to put up a little, that little meme with the little car that goes off to the side. Continue <laughs> with Android or, you know, iPhone. I did that hardcore and I got myself the watch. I got myself the ear pods. I got myself the iPhone. I got the, the tablet complete. Then I had the, the I was on the, the Samsung flagship for a while, right? Yeah. So, and it was because my switch was two reasons. I'm going to say that also the a good friend of mine, Manny Fernandez, influenced me greatly. Like, get <laughs> off of that. You know, look how easy it is in this life. And I go, no, Manny, Android for life. And then the other one was my my wife had a had an iPhone and I forgot where we were at or she was she was doing I was trying to do something and she did it on her phone and it just worked. And I was like, this piece <laughs> of and I just and that's it. I go, as soon as I'm coming back, and I think it was on vacation or something, as soon as I'm coming back, I'm switching. I'm done. I was just having issues that day with the Android. And it yeah. was a whole week. It was a whole week and it just drove me bananas that my wife would do it on her <laughs> iphone and i couldn't do it on my android <laughs> whatever it was that she was doing so it was a yeah. compounding thing could you ever see yourself going back to android i don't i don't know man <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know i could i mean my brother still has it i mean our, I, so it goes so now i'll ask you what's was are you an apple or android guy i'm apple yeah i've always i've always i was you i had Sony Ericsson moved to a BlackBerry Curve and then moved from that to I think the iPhone 3. So yeah, I think, I think that that was I don't know since then I've always been Apple. Yeah, that yeah. was a hard so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, is is there anything else you'd like to add today? I would say so. You know, in in summary, so to summarize for everyone, because correct me if I had a misunderstanding about the podcast, but the target is really for how can folks break into a particular career. So I would say those those first two words about how to describe yourself. Be humble. Don't burn your bridges as bad as they may be. Never Mm -hmm. burn a bridge. You know, be selfless when you have the opportunity to help and teach someone do it. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunity and an abundance of access out there for anyone to break in, right? It's all about being persistent and having a clear goal. One thing that a good friend of mine by the name of Brian Lacassie, who's also an SC here in, in, the, in the South Florida area, told me when I was doing my bachelor's, actually, he said, he said to me, you know, if you, if you want to move up, think about the highest position you want, right, at that moment. So three things, you know, it breaks it down to three things. Look at the highest position that you're looking to get to. What is your ideal title? Search that title and work your way backwards. What are the number two would be look at the. The years of experience, certification and educational requirements for each. Right. That's step two. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, identify for each of those positions. And then step three is execute and go right draw yourself a plan what that looks like because you don't need i was i was doing my masters with folks that were like 20 years in their career path right i am teaching now cybersecurity to folks that have other careers that are looking to break into the career so it's never too late it's never too early don't let you know so those are the three things yeah those are the three things with that being said your your target can change and that's okay yeah. You're allowed to fail, but if you're going to fail, fail hard and fast. What I mean by that is 
if you're unsure about something, you know, just go ahead and do it because the longer you take to learn that lesson, the the longer it's going to take for you to progress, right? So if you're going to if you're going to go down and, you know, go down in flames hard, crash and burn mm-hmm. and then recover from it. It's okay, yeah. right? But learn from it. Uh, on yourself with people that are impacting you positively, if you find a mentor along your path, treat them. I, you know, I try to get lunch. I haven't been able to in a while, but Brian Lacassie, Manny Fernandez are two individuals who I look up to greatly. I, I you know, there's a few others, Alberto Leo, and I make a point to want to connect with them, right? Hey, let me invite you to lunch or let's, let's get together for breakfast or whatever, yeah. you know, treat them, you know, along the way. And, and, and these mentors may come and go, right? These folks you look up to may come and go, but, you know, let them know that they mean something to you and learn as much as you can from them. If yeah. there's people taking you taking you down with them, don't let them. Divorce them right away, right? And I say divorce in the, you know, <laughs> this happens with friends, this happens with families, this happens with spouses, it happens all across. Sometimes there are folks that are not in it for your best interest. Quickly learning who those folks are and saying, hey, listen, I'm on this path. You're not on this journey with me. It's okay. We'll, we'll meet again some other time. It's happened with my friends. I've had friends who we disconnect and then we connect again, right? Or just past wow. warrant. Our chapters did not align correctly at that point in time. And it's not yeah. a bad thing, right? Don't follow the stigma that you have to go to university. There's other there's other choices. You could get certifications. If university degrees, I think, are more for if your alignment, if your game plan has a university a university degree requirement, then channel that into somehow. It doesn't, yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, some folks think about pre- pedigree. So pedigree being the university or school you went to. Listen, I'm a, I'm a Miami-Dade college boy. I went to Barry. I went to FIU. I'm where I'm at today. Not it, The university does not define me. It's my ability to, to learn, to listen, and to network. That's mm-hmm. gotten me. I at least I feel where I'm at today, right? My perseverance, yeah. right? I just go, 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 and having focus. And that I would that that I would say for everyone out there. That's what I tell everyone who asks me, "Hey, can you mentor me? You know, what can I do? Uh, update your LinkedIn profile. Make mm-hmm. sure it's up to date with mm-hmm. your latest and greatest. Document your accomplishments. Don't go if your position is because I see this a lot. I'm sure you guys do too. Position is help desk." I fixed computers. Listen, help desk <laughs> for me already tells me that's what you were doing. Yeah. How did you, what did you contribute to the business? What made you different in that help desk world? Hey, supported 200 users across 20 di- various cloud applications. Yeah. Impressive. You're not a level one at that point. 200 users help desk. Okay, now you're telling me a story. Not I fix computers, help solve people problems. Everyone understands out there what help, what positions are. When someone's looking to hunt you down, tr- trust me when I tell you, they're going to know by just the mm-hmm. title alone what they're expected to do. Yeah. I don't know if you if you agree with that. I mean, are you in the same no, yeah. as I, a I recruiter? Yes, right? Yeah, as a recruiting form, there you get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Another thing I'd add probably towards that as well is technologies. I think a lot of the time people can be quite vague with what they do, but being quite specific, let's say like with the cloud things, so like what's an issue for like AWS or Azure, that, that always helps massively. Yeah, experience with following applications. List them out. Yeah, hey, exactly. Bullet points. We don't want 
oh, I know how to pr no bullet points capture the interest first, and then have and then have them ask you, wait, can you can you explain a little bit about this your your experience with Azure? Hmm. Most certainly, I can, sir. Right? You want to reel yeah. them in. This is your three minute. This is your 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 LinkedIn is sort of your elevator pitch. Yeah. Someone's gonna go in there. They want really high level. Hey, metrics, forms, technologies. You know, now what you do, now what you did, right? Company moving metrics. You know, tickets a day, that's another good one. Hey, help, help, you know, top ticket, um, resolve rate or satisfaction rate, right? Those types of words. And look at other ones. To add to that is also look around at other at other LinkedIn. So how I was talking about positions in, in job searches, like what position, what are the requirements? Use that to your advantage. In addition, look at other LinkedIn profile similar to yours and go, hey, you know what? I like how they worded this, right? It's yeah. okay. We all copy and paste, <laughs> right? Take it, modify it. Does it align with you? Does it really tell your story and you like how it sounds? Put it in there. We all do it. Yeah. No, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you, Adonis. Thank you for everything today. It's been a pleasure. Really appreciate your time and hope you have a great rest of your day and a great lunch. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hamilton Barnes thanks you for listening to today's episode. Whether you're looking for that next big opportunity or looking for like-minded people to join your team, we'd love to hear from you. So please don't be shy, get in contact. We'll look forward to hearing from you. Call us on 0207 808 1415 or email us at hello at hamilton-barnes.com.